sky here. The rains have returned to the Pacific Northwest. The misty silvery clouds hang low over the hills, a backdrop that makes the bright colors of the turning leaves pop. The apple harvest is huge this year. Tree branches laden with fruit hang low and dropped apples roll down sidewalks and ditches for the deer, raccoon, and birds. People are sharing boxes of fruit with neighbors and friends and pressing cider. I feel that abundance mirrored in my heart as this year has given me so much to be grateful for in my life. Samhain Eve on the 31st marks the end of the old year in my Celtic and Druid traditions. To me, this feels like a natural time to start the new year as reflected in the land, the dropping leaves, the empty harvested fields, the gathering and taking stock of resources for the winter. It is the heritage and the wisdom of the ancestors who lived entwined within the cycles of the land and seasons for thousands of years. The new calendar year we recognize on January 1st is a reflection of the human mental energy and the numerology influences our collective energy as well as how we personally function in that collective. To recognize both the new year in the land as well as the collective calendar is to blend our heritage and our future. May we look at them both as supportive of our conscious evolution. Creating new relationships with nature spirits after stepping on some fairy toes. The urge for change this year was strong. After living in an apartment complex for eight and a half years, I was ready to move. I missed having a yard and I felt that was something I needed to have in my life again. It didn't matter what size, as long as I could put my bare feet on the earth and give my plants more room to open to the sunshine. Decent rentals are hard to come by in Corvallis, due in part to the university student market and demand for them, and the overall affordable housing issues in Oregon. Well, I had a conversation with the fairies and nature spirits in and around my apartment. I let them know how much I appreciated the care they gave to the place and to me but I needed to move on and I would appreciate any help they could give. For three months, I looked at many rentals. None of them felt right, but I kept getting the feeling that something was about to happen. I looked at a duplex in the next little town over in Philomath, and as soon as I pulled up next to it, I felt fairies. It was big, wild fairy energy. The duplex was on a corner lot, and in the corner was a wild place that had been fenced off by the public works. The fence is fairly low-key, new-looking black chain link, and I don't really know why it's fenced off. There's some kind of water drainage there, a little gully, sunken below the level of surrounding land. It is full of wild green life, shrubs, small ash trees, cedar, blackberries, and wildflowers, and fairies. I could feel them, 
that electric sensing in my energy field that they were there and they ruled the area. Because of that, I wanted to live there. I didn't even know what kind of yard or anything else the place had. I just knew that my apartment fairy friends put the call out to their friends and they called me in. I applied and got the place and found it had everything I wanted, including a yard. I knew the first thing I had to do when I got there was to make an offering space for the fairies in the lovely spacious backyard near their wild area. Then moving weekend came and I was overwhelmed. I ran up and down my second floor split level apartment stairs so many times my hamstrings burned. Luckily I had a lot of help but had to manage so many details and I was exhausted by the end of the day. We moved all my 20-ish pots of plants over and the little side porch became full of herbs, ferns, and flowers. I had a planter box with rosemary and geraniums with a cutout bottom so it would sit on a railing or fence. I was out of room on the porch so I set it on the wooden fence that ran along the yard. The next morning I got up and went out in the yard to greet the plants and the fairies. I saw that my big heavy potted lemon tree had been knocked off the little back deck and lay on its side. I picked it up. It was okay. I wondered briefly about that. It was breezy the night before but not real gusty. It's always chaotic unpacking and finding things but I also felt an odd pressure as the day went on. It was unsettled, ruffled energy that was beginning to feel uncomfortable in my body. When I went out to water the plants, I realized my planter box on the fence was missing. I looked over the fence and I saw it sitting right side up at the bottom of the deep wild area between our fence and the neighbor's fence. This narrow strip, about three feet wide, ran the length of our fences and connected to the wild fairy corner fenced area. I immediately got the message that I had overstepped a boundary. The fairies let me know that this wild strip between the fences was theirs as well, but that I could have my planter back. My brother kindly got the step stool and climbed over the fence and down into the blackberries to retrieve it for me. I then realized with chagrin that in the flurry and exhaustion of moving the day before, I had forgotten my promise to set up a space and make an offering to my new fairy neighbors. That was the ruffled, uncomfortable energy I was feeling. They were letting me know that they were annoyed that I hadn't followed through on my promise. Well, I remedied that right away. In the back corner of the yard is a big rock and some ivy and sweetness that felt right. So I offered dried herbs and flowers and honey water there. I formally introduced myself and promised to honor their wild spaces and to be a good neighbor. They let me know they liked crystals, and I promised to set some there as soon as I unpacked them. After that, the energy lightened in the house and yard and flowed smoothly. There are many reasons to set up an area for acknowledgement and offerings for the local nature spirits, 
fairies, and spirits of the place. It makes a space where we can meet that feels like a threshold, common ground. In this liminal area, we consciously recognize unseen dimensions of the nature spirit world and how they overlap with our perception of the physical world as we usually see it. And it also helps keep us mindful to tend our relationships with consistency and respect. But more important, it seems to delight them. And that is the best reason of all. Thanks so much for listening. I wish you bountiful blossoms and blessings this season. If you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll visit my website, shamanicsoultending.com. There you can read other articles and find out more about me and the shamanic community. You can book a session or find out about workshops I offer to empower your life with shamanic practice and Reiki. Don't forget to check out the free resources page. You can also contact me directly at shamanicsoultending at gmail.com.